Chapter thirty four of St. Charles Borromeo, a sketch of the reforming cardinal by Louise M. Stackpole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter thirty four. Ecce Venio. Charles Borromeo lay on his deathbed. Around him knelt his relations and friends. Beside him stood his confessor, Father Ordorno S.J. The Archbishop of Milan gave him the Holy Viaticum. Charles endeavoured to rise to receive his saviour, but overcome by fever and pain, he fell back on the pillows. He wore his rochette and stole, and he was clothed in a hair-shirt, while blessed ashes were strewn round him. It had been his wish to die thus in sackcloth and ashes, like the bishop of the primitive church. They asked him if he wished to receive extreme unction. Yes, immediately, he whispered. He was passing rapidly away, when the governor of Milan, the Don de Aragona, Duke of Tiraneva visited him. He could not speak. He could not even raise his hand to give his blessing. According to the Ambrosian rite, the archpriest of the diocese is next in rank to the archbishop. Consequently, it was his duty to administer the last sacraments. For on his deathbed, Charles was true to his convictions and died as he had lived, a faithful and loyal son of Mother Church, and a strict observer of the decrees of the Council of Trent. They had placed an altar at the foot of the bed. On it were three pictures, representing our Lord's agony in the garden, the dead Christ, and Christ in the tomb. The cardinal's eyes were riveted with ardent love on these representations of the passion of our Redeemer. "'In the midst of my sufferings,' he whispered, "'my greatest and only consolation is to meditate on the death of Jesus Christ.' Father Biscopi and Father Ordono recited the prayers for the dying, while the sobs and cries of the mourners filled the room. Charles scarce heard them. The crucifix in his hand, his eyes fixed on the image of his Saviour, he gently breathed, Ecce Venio. Then he lay quite still. He never spoke again. In the brief space, life became extinct. The deep-set eyes closed, the color faded from the face, the ardent soul of the reforming cardinal had at last found rest. I have lived my life, and that which I have done, may he within himself make pure for so the whole round earth is every way bound by gold chains about the feet of God. Charles Borromeo, Cardinal of Santa Prestede, and Archbishop of Milan, died on Saturday, November 3, 1584, at eight in the evening, aged forty-six years and thirty-two days. Extincta es Lucerna in Israel, cried Gregory Thirteenth, when he heard the sad tidings, adding, Cardinal Borromeo was the glory of the sacred college. One of its members, Cardinal Serletti, voiced a unanimous opinion, indeed, of all Christendom, when he described the Cardinal of Santa Prestede in the following enthusiastic panegyric. Charles Borromeo was imprisoned in his earthly tenement, for his soul was in heaven. Man in form, angel by grace, model of Christian perfection, mirror of bishops, honor of cardinals, he was a strong bulwark against the wicked. The most brilliant ornament of the church, he was the salt, the light, as it were, a fortress placed on Mount Sion. He was the shining light mentioned in the Gospel. He shone through his faith and his science, through his whole life and his whole administration. His faith was the faith of a martyr. It was not his fault that he did not obtain the martyr's crown. His science was as great as a learned professor's, his life that of a confessor, and his government that of the Good Shepherd. He had the innocence of Abel, the honesty of Noah, the faith of Abraham, the obedience of Isaac, the energy of Jacob, 
the chastity of Joseph, the charity of Moses, the humility of David, the zeal of Elijah. The divine spirit so powerfully strengthened his soul that it made it invincible and invulnerable, and in appearing at the judgment seat he can say to Christ, Thou dost deliver to me five talents. Behold, I have gained other five over and above. Surely Christ said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant, because thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will place thee over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Father Adorno S.J. relates that, after assisting at the death of the Cardinal, he retired to the College of San Fidele, and giving full vent to his grief, repeated over and over again, Non est inventus similis aedli qui conservarat, lasem excelsi. While the worthy priest prayed and wept, his grief and weariness at last so overcame him that he slept, and in his sleep he had a strange dream. Charles Borromeo came to him clothed in the pontifical vestments and shining with surpassing brilliancy. Father Adorno was astonished. I thought you were dead, Eminence, he gasped. How is it I see you alive and well? A celestial radiance shone in the deep eyes of Charles. Dominus mortificat et dominus vivificat, the saint replied. I am among the blessed, and you will soon be with me and it came to pass, as foretold in his vision, for in a very short time Father Adorno died at Genoa in much peace and holiness. The funeral of the Archbishop of Milan took place on Wednesday, November 7th. Cardinal Nicholas Fondrato, Bishop of Cremona, who was later on Pope Gregory the Fourteenth, officiated. It is impossible to give even a faint idea of the grief of the Milanese, or of the splendor and pomp of the ceremonies. The body of the saint was interred, according to his wish, under the steps leading to the choir, and the following inscription composed by him was placed over it. Charles, cardinal of the title of Santa Prestede, chose during life this spot for his tomb, desiring that the clergy, the people, and the devout female sex may remember him often in their prayers. Many of us have visited the inner sanctuary in the crypt of the Duomo, in which Charles Borromeo sleeps his last sleep. The body reposes in a silver coffin the gift of Philip IV. There we can gaze upon the worn face and attenuated figure of the reforming cardinal. It is clothed in magnificent pontifical vestments, covered with gold and silver and precious stones. Gold and silver and gorgeous ornaments cover the walls of his shrine, and the motto of his house, Humilitas, is blazoned in Gothic characters. It shines in gold and in silver. It is sculptured in marble, cast in bronze, and embroidered in silk, and he, he who loved poverty and contemned riches, who gave all he had to the poor, by a strange irony of fate, lies in this magnificent sepulchre, surrounded by priceless gems and clad in costly raiment. What went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Behold, they that are in costly apparel and live delicately are in the houses of kings. Charles Borromeo lies in the superb house of the king of kings, in that glorious temple he helped to beautify, and from which he drove the buyers and sellers, the splendid Duomo of Milan, that he purified and chastened from the pomp and glory of men, consecrating it once and for all wholly and solely to the glory and service of the Most High. The process of the canonization of Charles Borromeo was commenced by Clement the Eighth in 1604 and completed by Paul V in 1610, twenty-six years after his death. His feast is held on November 4th, in November of this year, 1910, 
the church celebrated the tercentenary of the canonization of the greatest yet the humblest of the orthodox reformers his life was a short one the restless ardent soul wore out the frail body being made perfect in a short space he fulfilled a long time his memory is inexpressibly dear to us his work endures to the present day kneeling before his shrine we ask him to bless and intercede for us that like him we may keep the law of the most high may do gracious and noble deeds may live at peace with god and men and when our time comes may like him commend our souls to our redeemer with the words ecce venio end of chapter thirty four end of st charles borromeo a sketch of the reforming cardinal by louise m stackpole